Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ghfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min sayyat a'malina Man yahdiyallahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Amma ba'd قال الله سبحانه في كتابه الكريم بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم In uh, today's khutbah, inshallah, I will talk about a subject that kind of I have thought about since I was a child. And this question was raised to me about a week ago to talk about this topic at another sitting. Which is, I've been hearing since I was a child actually, that uh, we have to have a balance between deen and dunya. We have to have a balance between the worldly life and our religious life. And that kind of, uh, from the beginning, since I was a child, it confused me. What does that exactly mean? When somebody asks you to have a balance between your deen and dunya. The confusion for me, even as a child, was we were taught from the beginning, Islam is a way of life. Islam provides us a way to act on any action. Anything that we are, any action we are undertaking, Allah Azza wa Jal has prescribed to us how to act. And what is halal, what is haram. What we can do, what we cannot do. So all these things are mentioned. And Islam is a way of life. Then, of course, Islam deals with my dunya as well. It's not that Islam talks about the deen, the religion, so-called spirituality, and left the dunya for us to figure out how to do it or how to excel in it. Islam talks about both. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he talks about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Verily, my salah, my prayer, my sacrifice, as we will be doing, inshallah, in coming uh, uh, days of the Eidul uh, Adha. My sacrifice, my living, and my dying, is the first for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Rabbil Alameen. So if everything is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
then what does really mean by balancing deen and dunya, balancing my religious life and my worldly life? And sometimes we get a bit confused, maybe if the, the right understanding is not in place. Because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned one of the dua that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make, رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ Rasulullah sallallahu used to make this dua, Oh my Rabb, give us this world that which, that which is good, and in the hereafter which is good as well. So in the dua we are asking for what's in the dunya and the akhir. Does that mean that my dunya life should be done differently? That's not what the, the, the dua is referring to actually. Even when it comes to the dunya, we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the goodness in this dunya. And that goodness will come only if we act according to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants in this dunya as well. So my dunya affairs, my worldly affairs have to be according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. Not that to say, oh because of the dua says dunya and akhirah, it means I have to have a balance in the dunya and akhirah. No, it is talking about both come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the guidance comes from Allah for both the cases. And as a matter of fact, for us, the best example is, is in the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said so. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that for you the best example is in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you hope, if you hope, I have hope in the day of judgment, then dhakar Allah kathira, then mention Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in abundance. And this idea of whole thing about dunya, deen and dunya to be balanced, it's not something coming from Islam actually. This concept crept into us even through the dominant ideology out there, which is secularism, that dictates that there's a separation of deen from your life affairs. It has nothing to do with Islam. Islam is not the one that comes and say we have to separate our lives from our religion. Rather, Islam came and talks about that as both of them come from Islam. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about Rasulullah that my salah, my sacrifice, my life and my death, all of it is for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If that's the case, then we have to look, look at our lives from that angle, not the one of the secularism that teaches us the separation of religion and state, that you can have whatever religion you want, but when it comes to life affairs, we are going to dictate to you how to live. Hence, anybody who tries to lean a little bit more towards religion, it's a reminder for them, have a balance, brother, in the dunya and the deen and dunya. For us, as a Muslim, we have a way of life from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that gives us a balance already. Allah is the one who put everything in balance. Allah is the one who put our life in balance. Hence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
has given us a way of life that includes our ibadat to Allah Azza wa Jal directly and our relationship with the people which is also part of the ibadah worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we interact with the people according to commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well hence that action becomes part of the ibadah and how we deal with ourselves also comes from how Allah wants from us that becomes part of the ibadah as well so for as a Muslim, everything is through the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, there are people sometimes who try to go into extremes. Even in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as a hadith mentioned, the three of the sahaba, they gathered by the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and they asked the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Regarding the worship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the ibadat of Rasulullah. And those sahaba, they felt that Rasulullah sallallahu is the one whose the previous sins and the future sins are forgiven. And look at his ibadat. We cannot match what he is doing, so we have to do it more than what he is even doing. So one of them said that he will, he will, uh, he, he, he will always pray during the night time. He will never sleep during the night time. So he will do the tahajjud the whole night, every day, every night. And the other one said, he will fast every day of the year. Try to get closer to Rasulullah And the third one said, he will never approach the woman, he will never marry in his life. When Rasulullah heard about this, he came out and he said, Antum qultum kada wa kada, are you the one who said this and that? أَمَا وَاللَّهِ إِنِّي لَأَخْشَاكُمْ لِلَّهِ وَأَتْقَاكُمْ لَهِ He said, by Allah, I fear Allah more than all of you. And he said, لَكِنِّي أَصُومُ وَأَفْتُرْ But I fast, and I break my fast. وَأُصَلِّي وَأَرْقُدُ وَتَزَوَّجُ النِّسَاءِ And I pray during the night time, and I sleep, and I marry the women. فَمَنْ رَغِبَ عَنْ سُنَّتِي فَلَيْسَ مِنِّي and whosoever do not follow the tradition of mine, the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi he is not from me. What he means by that is those actions that you are following and thinking they are part of the deen, they are not from our deen of Islam. Not to say that at the same time, to say that falaysa minni, he is not from us, means he is a kafir. This means that these actions are not from the actions of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when we talk about the balancing deen and dunya, so this is the thing that Rasulullah pointed out, and he did not like what the Sahaba were talking about. So we cannot go to the extremes, meaning the ones which are not mentioned in the deen, and we start making it from ourselves. That's what it means by extreme. Extreme doesn't mean that Allah subhanahu wa wants from us something, but we find hardship, so we say this is extreme. Or we feel like we are going to lose our wealth, or even our, our lives. But Allah has commanded us to do, oh, this is extreme, brother, we can't do that. No, that's not extreme. That's called obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's an obligation on us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us. The obligatory command, we have to obey. And the haram that He asked us to do, stay away from that, we have to stay away from it. That doesn't call extreme, brothers. This is called obedience to Allah. This is called following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is called 
making Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as our example. But unfortunately, many a times we find this expression of brother have some balance in your life and in your deen of dunya. Have this balance. Strike a balance. This balance is struck by, for us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is the one who has given us the priorities. That what action needs to be done when? As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Tawbah, وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْدَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَادٌ فِي سَبِيلِهِ فَتَرَبَّصُوا حَتَّى يَاتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ وَاللَّهُ يَحْدِ الْقَوْمِ الْفَاسِقِينَ Subhanallah. This ayat al-kareema always reminds me of that sometimes when we are slipping away from what we are supposed to be doing, this is a good reminder for all of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Say to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to them that if your fathers and your children look, when I'm going to say the ayah here it says both of them are included and everything in this ayah are all together included. In English when we say the word and is connecting two, two things it means both are presented. So here the wow here is connecting both all eight things actually. Your fathers, say your, if your fathers, your children, your brothers, your spouses, your ashiyatum, ashiyatum, your, your tribes, whichever you belong to, your, your families, and the wealth and the wealth that you have gathered, and the one that you have in the tijara, in the trade that you feel that you might lose it, and the big houses that you are living in. These, these eight things, if you pay attention to, this is our dunya. This is our dunya. That's all you can have in this dunya. And for that dunya, Allah is saying, put them all together. Ahabba ilaykum. If this is beloved to you, more than minallahi wa rasuli wa jihadi fi sabili. If you love them more than Allah, His Messenger, and fighting the path of Allah Azza wa Jal, then wait for the decree from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is going to descend on you. Decree here means a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahu la yahdim kuwam al-fasiqeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do not guide the fasiqeen, do not guide the transgressors. So here, even though all those things which are mentioned are, are obligations one time or other for us to take care of our parents, to children, to, to, to have provide them the housing, to, have, to, to, to go and work for the risk and gain some wealth. All these things are obligation on us. But when Allah is comparing this, putting it together in the prioritization, then if it is beloved to you more than Allah, His Messenger, and fighting the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then wait for the decree, which means is that all those obligations have to be taken care of, but not in the state of disobedience to Allah, not in the state of disobedience to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not in disobedience to Allah wants from us to fight in the path of Allah where it is needed. It cannot be that. And thinking of, I am going to do all those things. And I'm striking a balance between deen and dunya now. How can we strike a balance in the deen and dunya 
when we, when we are abandoning the, abandoning the deen to fulfill all the dunya, the needs of the dunya. This is not called balancing. This is called hypocrisy. This is called the, the, the putting the deen on the side. This is called following the secularist ideas but not realizing it because they have been engraved in our minds the way we have been raised. It is even getting to the point, sometimes you think of it, it's striking the deen and dunya balances. Okay, I'm going to put my kid to go and memorize the Quran. After he's done, I'm going to pull him out and put him into med school. Now, mashallah, he is the best example you can have. He has the Hafz quran and he's a medical doctor. Okay, now this is the best guy you can have. This is called by the, striking the deen and dunya balance. This is not called striking the deen and dunya balance, brothers. I know you might be thinking, what am I saying here? A person has memorized the Quran and he has excelled in the dunya. The thing is, it's not only the issue of memorization of the Quran also. It's the issue is, whether we are a doctor or we are a janitor, whatever we are, as a Muslim, we have to live our life according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what strikes the balance. Not just the education, whether it's the education of the dunya or, 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 or the deen. Deen is a must for us to gain. And then act upon it. That's what learning and acting upon the, 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 what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us, that's what it means by having a balance in your life. Any other balance which is dictated by the men are not really, is not really a balance. It is just fulfilling your own desires or the desires of the others who have come up with the rules for us to live accordingly. Unfortunately, the moment we talk about the part of Islam, a part of Islam that seems to be asking us to sacrifice something, Right away, we start thinking of, am I really balanced or not? Going back to the first ayah I talked about. That when Rasulullah was told to say, قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ That Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa that my salah, my sacrifice, my life and my death is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ that's the way we are supposed to approach our lives. That's the only way that we can have a real balance in our life. And to have a focus. Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to live this life also. We are not the one who carry the ideas of monks or rahbaniya or something. That we put the life on the side and we are not supposed to live the life. Yes, we are supposed to live the life to the full extent as Allah has commanded. It has to be done according to what Allah has commanded. And when we do that, and we did that, see this whole idea of separation of religion and the state has caused us to start thinking this way. This is not Islamic. Throughout our history, go back and you will find that how Islam actually made the people progress throughout the history of Islam when Islam was lived according, according to the commands of Allah We lived the life according to Islam. We implemented the Islam as well as a way of life through the implementations of commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, Sharia is called. Unfortunately, now today, that becomes a taboo word. Don't use the word Sharia, brother. There are people who may not like it. Sharia means this is the path Allah has given us to live by. There are many, 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 many uh, uh, incidents we can pick up from the history. But I will quote some of them about how Muslims actually excelled 
in the dunya as well. So, 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 so we will be clear, when we follow our deen as a way of life, that does not pull us back from excelling in the dunya. And those sayings are not the saying of a Muslim, so we say, oh, Muslims are being biased here. Like Gustave Liban, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, he's a French philosopher. He said in his book of Civilization of the Arabs, he said, we must bear in mind, quote, we must bear in mind that Arabs and the Arabs alone are the ones who guided us to the ancient world of the Greeks and Romans. European universities, including the University of Paris, based their curricula on the translations of their books for 600 years and used their methods of research. The Islamic civilization was one of the most amazing that history has ever known, end quote. Similarly, a famous Russian intellectual, Tolstoy said, when he was referring to the, uh, the Islam, he said, there can be no doubt that Muhammad was one of the greatest reformers who have rendered great services to the human society. It is sufficient to say that he guided an entire nation to the light of truth and made it inclined towards the tranquility and peace and preferred a life of asceticism and prevented bloodshed and human sacrifice. He showed them the way to advancement and civilization. This is a great achievement that can only be made by one who is given his strength. Such a man is deserving of respect and honor. Talking about, these are the kuffar. Looking at how Islam actually progressed and made the way, paved the path for the main, mankind to excel even in the dunya affairs as well. But I want to make sure that we understand that aspect of it. When we are talking about the dunya, the Muslims excel, they, 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 that excel was because of they were following the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they were implementing the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they were living all life affairs according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were not doing a separation of religion and state. And they're saying that religion is your, to your masjid or to your house, to your personal affairs, and that state affairs will be run by the man-made laws. No, Islam was comprehensively applied over the mankind, and that showed the people all sorts of achievements. So we have to make sure that, that yes, we excel in this dunya as well, but our focus has to be the akhirah. With the focus of Akhirah, our end goal is to achieve the Akhirah to be successful on the day of judgment. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Ghafir, Ya qawmi, innama hadhil hayatu dunya mata'u wa inna al-akhirata hiya darul qarar. Oh my people, truly this life of world is nothing but a quick passing enjoyment. And verily, the hereafter, that is the home, that will be remained forever. And other places... When the scholars talked about the mata'ul ghurur, when dunya, dunya, the world is referred as mata'ul ghurur, it is something that you gain out of it, but this is a deception at the same time. It is a deception. At the end of the khutbah, I would like all of you to think about what I was talking about today from the perspective like this. That if we die today, if we die today, now, what have we prepared for that? What have we prepared for that? We know as a Muslim that we are all 
will be in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there's an eternal life waiting for us, what have we prepared for that? When we are deceiving ourselves by this, this slogan of balancing deen and dunya while forgetting that there is no such thing as striking a balance between deen and dunya like that. Rather, Islam tells us that the deen is the one that will be driving our dunya as well and teaches us how to be successful in this dunya and in the akhirah. So at the end of the day, we have to be steadfast on the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلَسَالِ الْمُسْلَمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُهُ إِنَّهُ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.